the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The John Steigerwald Show, sponsored by Service Master of Greater Pittsburgh. Demand the yellow van. Portions of today's program may be pre-recorded. Hello, neighbor. Uh, I know it borders on sacrilegious to say uh, that I was not a big fan of Mr. Rogers, but uh, sorry, I was not. Now, I'm not talking about Fred Rogers, the person who I never met, by the way, and I'm sure if I had, I would have liked him. But he, he might qualify as a saint, and you'd have a hard time finding anybody in Pittsburgh who ever came in contact with him to ever say a bad word about him. But I'm not talking about Fred Rogers, the guy. I'm talking about the character, Mr. Rogers of Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood, which are those are two different people, uh, sort of. Anyway, I was born a little too late uh, for that show to be uh, for me as a kid, and my kids never seemed to have any interest in it. But it always bothered me a little bit to see what I would consider to be an effeminate man as a role model for little kids, especially boys. So I always looked at it this way. Look, if you were looking for someone uh, somewhere to take your son to stay while you were at work, like a daycare center type situation, and a neighbor recommended this guy down the street named Mr. Rogers. Go see Mr. Rogers. He's, he's a great guy. He'll tell you, he watches kids. He's great. So you drop, oh, you drop in at uh, Mr. Rogers' house, and he comes out with the shoes and the whole sweater and the routine that he goes through on Mr. Rogers' neighborhood, and then he starts playing with puppets. Um, I don't know. Uh, would you feel comfortable dropping your son off with that character all day? Sorry, but I wouldn't. So that's kind of the way I looked at it. And I would rather have my son watch the Three Stooges than that. And I do know that he did watch the Three Stooges, and I think he's pretty well adjusted. Anyway, that's just me. So all this is leading up to a clip I came across yesterday. I told you about it at the end of the show. I saw it on, on PJ Media. It's from the Johnny Carson show. It has to be at least 35 years ago because Johnny Carson disappeared uh, from the show in 92. But it's Mr. Rogers explaining the lyrics of a song to Johnny. Listen. It's very important. Now, what's the second verse? Boys are boys from the beginning. Girls are girls right from the start. Everybody's fancy. Everybody's fine. Your body's fancy, and so is mine. Because sometimes children think that they might change. They might have to change after a while. And, you know, we laugh about that now. But it's because we had that concern when we were little. Yeah, because you're really not sure. And you thought maybe you'd become a girl or a girl would become a boy, right? Exactly. And happens frequently out here. Sometimes. Uh, Johnny Carson was the best, by the way. And imagine Mr. Rogers saying, uh, saying that on national TV tonight. He'd be called transphobic. He'd be in danger of being canceled, which makes it pretty obvious that Mr. Rogers came along uh, a, a good time. It was good for him that he came along when he did. Can you imagine him trying to do a show now? And please everybody in the audience with his take on transgenderism, how much he should use it, what he should say about it. I have a feeling Fred's been spinning in his grave for a while watching what's been going on with kids these days uh, in schools and everything, and even maybe some TV shows. Anyway, uh, when we come back, we're going to talk to a Republican state representative who's in charge of what is known as the Freedom Caucus. And I have a feeling she's going to tell us that it was created because the Republicans in the state were a little too squishy for her. Anyway, in our second half hour, also going to—you're uh, just not going to believe the amount of money that was showered on a gigan- on gigantic law firms and accounting firms during the pandemic, and it all came out of your pocket. Stick around. Hey, it's time to get a new bathroom. If you've been thinking about it, now's the time to do it. You got to check out Bath R Us. You can check them out at BathRUs.com. And uh, we're talking about getting your bathroom transformed, and they can transform any bathroom, not an overlay. Total transformation 
of your bathroom. Every unit is custom built. You can pick all the premium accents and accessories. Uh, they only use products that are made in the United States. Every, every unit is installed by certified factory technicians. This includes you're able to pick out uh, gorgeous faucets and fixtures uh, for the finishing touch on the, what would be a great bathroom. And the, the idea now is that you should do it as quickly as possible because you can save a ton of money and you can get uh, $1,000 off just by scheduling a free in-home estimate, and then you'll have uh, low or no payments. Low or no payments and $1,000 off if you schedule a free in-home estimate right now. Call today, Bath R Us, 412-752-6880. That's 412-752-6880. Go to bathrus.com. That's bath, the letter R, us.com, and start loving your bathroom again. Hey. I'm Andy. I started Harry's because I was frustrated with buying razors at the drugstore. And when I say frustrated, I mean like so upset I called my friend Jeff. Hello, this is Jeff. Jeff, I'm at the store, and I don't get why these razors... Cost so much? Yeah, and do they need to look like robots? Ah, dude, I know. And it's so frustrating how expensive they are. Getting ripped off sucks. We gotta do something about this. Why don't we make our own high-quality razors at much better prices? Actually, I heard about this German razor factory that makes some really high-quality blades. Really? Okay, maybe that's not exactly how it went. But we did buy that German factory, where we're turning high-quality steel into super-sharp blades for a smooth shave at a great price. Seriously, as low as $2 per cartridge. Over the past 10 years, 20 million people have tried Harry's. Join them and get your starter set now. That's a five-blade razor, weighted handle, and shave gel, all for just 3 bucks with free shipping. Backed by our quality guarantee. If you don't like it, it's on us. Just go to harrys.com now and enter code MODERN at checkout. That's harrys.com, code MODERN. Charlie Dombeck here from Key City Capital. As a practicing CPA for nearly 30 years, I have found that 80% of your ability to grow your wealth is dependent upon two factors, taxes and investment performance. At Key City Capital, we improve investment performance by diversifying capital into off-market investment opportunities in passive rental real estate and alternatives like asset-backed lending. We recover dollars that clients unnecessarily pay in the form of income taxes, creating a lifetime annuity of savings. We are a sponsor of passive, affordable, single and multifamily residential rental investments, which are located in Sunbelt landlord-friendly states. These investments are the top choices in a rising interest rate and inflationary environment. They represent a store of value protecting your capital from market volatility. Learn how we at Key City Capital can help you ultimately grow your wealth rapidly. Connect with me at keycitycapital.com or give me a call at 817-912-1569. Attention! If you owe money to the IRS, this is an urgent message. The IRS is cracking down by sending out heart-stopping letters, aggressively garnishing paychecks, seizing bank accounts, and putting liens on homes and businesses. They call it enforced compliance. And you better watch out, because penalties and interest on unpaid taxes compound daily, making it seem impossible to ever get out of debt. Don't let the tax debt destroy your life. You need to call Optima Tax Relief, the number one tax resolution firm. They're experts in the fresh start initiative, one of the biggest breaks that the IRS has ever offered. If you qualify, you could save thousands. Optima's resolved over $1 billion of tax debt for their clients. A-plus rated with the Better Business Bureau, they'll fight to get you the best deal possible. Call Optima now for a free consultation. Call 800-965-1433. 800-965-1433. 800-965-1433. Optima Some restrictions apply. For complete details, please visit OptimaTaxRelief.com. My dog was scratching and shedding like crazy around the house. When I heard about Dynavite Nutritional Supplement, I thought, why not? It couldn't hurt. We literally tried everything else. Our dog quickly took to it, and after a couple of weeks of adding Dynavite to his food, we noticed a big difference. Our little gizmo's coat was shinier, and he almost completely stopped shedding and itching. I can't wait to see how well it helps him with his allergies as the seasons change and he's in the yard more. I'm so glad I tried Dynavite. My dog smelled so bad and scratched herself constantly. We bathed, sprayed, and bathed her again, but no results. 
And then I heard about Dynovite supplements for gut health, and all of the reviews sounded just like my Bella. After just two weeks, she had major improvements with the smell, and no more scratching or dragging her stomach across the carpet. And her coat is more beautiful than ever. Happier, healthier with every bite. Over a million pets helped with Dynovite. Attention, this is a special alert for all Americans who own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles with an overpriced auto warranty or no warranty coverage at all. Due to the increase of new and used car prices, repair costs, and the price of gas, people are keeping their cars longer than ever, which is why CarShield is announcing a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan to save any driver out-of-pocket expenses on covered auto repairs. Call now to find out how you can save thousands for covered auto repairs. Yes, you heard that correctly. You could save thousands on future auto repairs. Our specialists are standing by for all drivers to call for a free quick quote. Call 800-518-1985. Vehicle protection plan pricing is at an all-time low. Plus, drivers who purchase this coverage today will receive rental car options, free roadside assistance, and free towing. Call 800-518-1985 now for your free quick quote. That's 800-518-1985. What do you have to lose? Call 800-518-1985. Again, 800-518-1985. AM 1250, The Answer. AM 1250, The Answer.com. Hugh Hewitt. The Hugh Hewitt Show. Hi, it's Hugh Hewitt on the next Hugh Hewitt Show. Phil Bennett is back. He used to host my show, but he is now back in the time spot talking about the newest edition of the Book of Virtue. Plus... Morgan Ortega joins us from Qatar, where she's getting ready for the big game on Saturday. All that and more on the next Hugh Hewitt Show. Hugh Hewitt, tomorrow morning at 6, right before Mike Gallagher at 9, on AM 1250. The answer. This is the John Stackerwalt Show on AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The answer. Well, uh, there's no guarantee that we're done with lockdowns just because COVID seems to be at least seems to be under control and the government destroyed the economy. Uh, the, the lunatics are still out there making noises about uh, more mask mandates and lockdowns, you know, would be right behind that. So and we're just now finding out how much fraud and waste there was in all the money uh, that the government was throwing around at the time. Adam Angievsky is the founder and CEO of OpenTheBooks.com. He knows all about fraud and waste, and he joins us now. Adam, thanks for coming on, as usual. Well, thanks for having me on, John. I really appreciate the platform. So, uh, in your latest report, you show how lawyers and accountants make made big money in PPP loans. What was or is a PPP loan? So, if you remember, John, at the height of the pandemic, this was April of 2020, Congress sprang into action. There was 40 million people that lost their jobs, and so Congress needed to compensate mom-and-pop businesses on Main Street whose businesses, whose businesses were shut down during the economic lockdown. So they came up with, in total, $800 billion worth of PPP, Paycheck Protection Program loans. Eventually, 95% of these loans were forgiven, so their taxpayer-provided grants. Well, we just did a study, and we found that $1.5 billion of PPP money went to the largest law firms, big law, and big accounting firms across the country. We took a look at the top 300 law firms, the largest ones, and the top 300 accounting firms, and $1.5 billion of PPP money was soaked up by those very wealthy entities. Uh, what was that number you gave on the total billions for, that went out at, uh, during the pandemic? It was $800 billion. I'm pretty sure so, a, a trillion is a thousand billion. So it's... It we're 200 billion short of a trillion dollars that went out there? It was a tremendous amount of money. Uh, if you remember back in the day with the Barack Obama, uh, uh, the stimulus plan during the Great Recession, that was 800 billion and it sparked the Tea Party movement. This was just one plan, one COVID aid plan, 800 billion dollars of PPP money. It had a gainful purpose. You know, if you were a restaurant, if you were a hotel, if you were shut down during the economic lockdown, you know, by government, by government edict, they owed you, right, to make yeah. you whole. Yeah. But what we found is some of the most profitable and wealthy law firms in the country and accounting firms gamed the system for personal gain. And I want to give you an example. So on the accounting side, a big three accounting firm is Ernst & Young. They won't respond to our request for comment. We've noticed in the forgiven loan data that three-quarters of a million dollars was soaked up by the Ernst & Young operation in Guam. Now, Ernst & Young, 
Ernst and Young bills off forty five billion dollars a year in revenues. They have three hundred and sixty five thousand employees. This program was for small businesses with five hundred employees or less. What is Ernst and Young in Guam taking three quarters of a million dollars in PPP money? Well, first of all, um, a forgiven loan is not a loan; it's a gift. Okay, that's right. Uh, so it's not a loan. It's well, it, maybe it was, I don't know if it was. Who knows if it was ever really intended to be a loan? If it was always a gift, but if it was only sp- supposed to be given to uh, small businesses, how did somebody that uh, a company that has three hundred thousand employees qualify as a small business? Well, we're only speculating here because they won't answer our question. Yeah. We think that the Ernst & Young operation in Guam had ah. to have been incorporated separately. Okay. Yeah. And that, that's, the only, that's the only way we can fathom how they qualified for three-quarters of a million dollars funded by taxpayers because that, quote-unquote, loan was forgiven. Well, David Boies, uh, B-O-I-E-S, is a pretty famous big-time attorney. Uh a guy named uh, Hunter Biden worked for him. Um, how did he get $10 million, and did they have to prove that they needed it? See, that's the that's rub on the round one loans. You know, if they had to prove, the rules were lax. But we don't think they had to prove need. They just had to prove that they kept their employees employed. So you got the uh, boys, Schiller, and Flexner. That's the law firm down in Florida. They did $230 million worth of revenue in 2021. Between 2020 and 2021, they did nearly a half billion dollars in revenue. The firm's partners each cleaned off $4.5 million in equity profits during those two years. And yes, out of 20,000 law firms across the country that got a PPP loan, David Boyce's firm got the most. They got $10.14 million forgiven on the backs of taxpayers. And uh, I, I think David Boyce, as I said, Hunter Biden worked for him for a time. Um, yeah, D- David Boyce is a pretty well-connected guy, isn't he? Any coincidence there that he did so well? Well, we took a look at their campaign giving. So at OpenSecrets.com, you can look up the law firm. And the firm itself didn't give any campaign cash. But its principals, its employees, they gave three-quarters of a million dollars between 2020 and 2022 election cycles. 98% of it went to Democrats, of course. Shocking. So they were they, they, uh, they gifted about three-quarters of a million dollars. They were never hurting, but they certainly cashed their, quote-unquote, COVID pandemic aid check paid for by taxpayers. So you mentioned the big-time accounting firms, uh, also these uh, big, big um, law firms. It's I guess it's not a coincidence either that lawyers and accountants would be finding ways to profit from this. <laughs> Seriously. Let's talk about the 22nd largest accounting firm in the country, Witham Smith. They took a $10 million forgiven loan. It wasn't forgiven until June of last summer, June of 2021. They took it out in April of 2020, and then they advocated for forgiveness for over a year. So, so how did they do during that year? Well, their revenues went through the roof. In, in, uh, in 2019, they were a, a $223 million revenue company. By the end of 21, they had over $400 million worth of revenues. Their business exploded. In a three-year period, they billed nearly a billion dollars to their clients. They never had a need for $10 million of our money. And uh, have you been able to get any answer from them about what they did with the money or, wh- or whether they have uh, feel any need to pay it back? Yeah, we went out for everybody that I'm mentioning. You know, Boyce Schiller Flexner yeah. Law Firm, Witham Smith, the accounting firm, Ernst & Young, you know, for their Guam operation. And guess what? Nobody has given us an on-the-record statement. Crickets. Nobody wants to answer the questions. Why would they? And and um, who, uh, if I just borrowed a million dollars from the federal government for for a PPP loan, and I and I I'm uh, asking for forgiveness on the loan, who am I asking, and who's making that decision back there, and what are they basing it on? Well, I think you bring up a great point, John. I think Congress needs to hold hearings immediately in January 
with the new majority in the House, they need to put these CEOs in the hot seat. I mean, this is absolutely incredible. So not only did these did 126 of the top 300 law firms in the country take these massive loans, the average one was over $6 million that was forgiven, but they didn't even spend it all on payroll. They spent 26 million, 27 firms spent $26 million on office rent. They spent $14 million on utilities. They spent $4 million on health care. They even were able to pay mortgage interest with the money for millions of dollars. Now, here's the thing, though, Adam. Uh, I don't think you have to be really creative to figure this out. Let's say that I, uh, I borrowed, quote-unquote, $10 million from the federal government, and now I'm going through the process of getting that $10 million forgiven so that I can just keep it. I don't have to pay it back. Right. Now, if right. there's somebody working in a government agency that I could say to, listen, um, if I get to keep this $10 million, I, you might, I don't know, you might find a nice new car in your driveway or maybe even a million bucks coming back to you somehow. That would be Look, pretty easy uh, to do, wouldn't it? You know, to answer your question, it was a small business administration that's forgiving all these loans, 95% of them. And these firms are arguing, like I said, for more than a year to get their loans forgiven. And then they get their loans forgiven. So I've been wondering, I live in a pretty wealthy zip code in Illinois called Hinsdale, and everybody's driving a Land Rover Range Rover. And I looked up the price of those cars. They're $100,000 and $200,000 apiece. And I, I just think everyone took these massive COVID aid checks that they didn't need it. Yeah, but at some point, who's going to be held to account for this? Or as uh, as you said, it's going to it's going to require some kind of an investigation. I have a feeling that both Republicans and Democrats, uh, and when I'm I don't mean Republicans and Democrats in office, but Republican and Democrat lawyers and accountants benefited from this. And there's not going to be a big push from any of them to. Um, to find, you know, to, to fix it. Yeah, seriously. So, you know, there's a lot more here. We're pulling the country clubs. We're pulling the family, the wealthy people who have family offices. You know, all of these folks, because they could, because of greed, they took the money. And it's, you know, I think it's just a moral outrage. It may be 100% legal, but it's a moral outrage. And Congress should get the bo- to the bottom of this so it never happens again. Well, and of course we're finding out that the the... the most of the lockdown insanity was unnecessary, stupid, and counterproductive on top of everything exactly. else. I want to talk about the, the 89th largest law firm in the country. I mean, you're talking big enterprises. This firm, they build $340 million between 2020 and 2021 during the quote-unquote pandemic, right? Right. It's Cole, Scott, and Kissing out of Miami, Florida. Okay. Their partners in 2021 did almost $5 million apiece in equity profits. So their partners are pulling millions of dollars apiece out of the firm. They cash a $10.1 million forgiven PPP loan. It's not forgiven until August of 21. So they take it out in April of 2020. They know their business is doing very well, but they don't care. They push for forgiveness, and you and I, the taxpayers, are paying for it. Well, you know, lawyering was still happening during the pandemic. If you were involved in a lawsuit or if you if you were suing somebody, they they didn't yep. shut down the courts. I know there were delays and it was it was a mess because of uh, the stupidity, but it wasn't like lawyers stopped being lawyers for 3 years or 2 years, whatever it was. Well, exactly. Exactly. According to these revenue numbers, business was booming. It was booming for lawyers, it was booming for accountants. There was absolutely no demonstrated need or little need at all to take millions of dollars as these big firms did. And uh, how did the Chinese Communist Party end up with some of this money? (laughs) Well, 125 companies owned by the Chinese Communists, but based (laughs) here in America domestically. Come on, please. They took up to $400 $400 million worth of round one PPP money. Uh, and these these are firms engaged in, in you know, in, in military technologies. So how did, but how did they end up? They are, are they, are they American companies that are just Chinese owned or are they Chinese 
companies that just happen to be in America. I mean, how did they get? How did they end up with the money? Yeah, they're domestic-based companies, and so there was a loophole in the original PPP law. Marco Rubio, the U.S. senator out of Florida, got it fixed for round two. He made this a big issue, so they stopped him for the round two PPP funds. But on round one, which many, you know, these law firms and accounting firms were all in on round one as well, many mom-and-pop businesses on Main Street got closed out of the money because these firms came in big and they came in quick and they soaked it all up. And the Chinese communist domestic U.S.-based companies got up to $400 million on round one PPP funds. Yeah, of course, and the other question is, what are they doing in the country in the first place? But that, that's for another show, I guess. So i got a couple minutes left here with uh, Adam Angievsky, the founder and CEO of OpenTheBooks.com, and just should be happy to know that the money that you were making uh, in the, during the pandemic as you were working was being taken from you by the federal government and given to people for nothing, basically, who didn't need it. So uh, just uh, to give me a, uh, an idea quickly I, I here how this worked. Pardon me? I, I do want to point out, if people yeah. that are listening to the program, yep. in your own zip code, if you want to see who got how much on these forgiven PPP loans, come to OpenTheBooks.com on our homepage, and you can click a zip code. You can click the pin in your neighborhood, which is a zip code, and the results render beneath the map in a chart. You can see exactly who got how much forgiven, you know, amounts that you paid for. Wow. And and so uh, when they, uh, this is why it's supposed to work is if I have five employees and I've kind of been shut down because of the, the, um, the pandemic, I, I get to add up what, what I have to pay these people and I get the government to pay for them because I'm not, I'm not getting the income that I'm supposed to be getting. Yeah, it was a it was an incentive to keep your workforce, you know, on the payroll, and and so it was a legitimate, you know, it had, it had a public good mm-hmm. uh, in theory to the legislation, but obviously it was gamed by folks uh, who who had you know who ended up taxpayers picked up their payroll, and these people are making millions. Well, hey, I'm out of time, Adam. As usual, great stuff. Keep it up, and uh, people can find it at. OpenTheBooks.com. I appreciate it. Adam Angievsky. Thank you, John. Okay, and we'll be right back. With SRN News, I'm John Scott. President Biden and French President Macron have been discussing European concerns over the recently passed climate law in the U.S., Greg Clunkston reports. The two presidents have strong personal ties, and they both highlighted the enduring bond between their two countries. But Macron made clear his opposition to pro-American subsidies that would hurt Europe. Mr. Biden said there's room for compromise. There's tweaks that we can make that can fundamentally make it easier for European countries to participate and or be on their own. Meanwhile, the two leaders expressed solidarity in their ongoing support for Ukraine, which is under attack by Russia. Greg Clugston, Washington. The number of Americans applying for unemployment benefits was down last week. Applications for the unemployment uh, benefit fell to 225,000, a decline of 16,000. This is SRN News. Charlie Dombeck here from Key City Capital. As a practicing CPA for nearly 30 years, I have found that 80% of your ability to grow your wealth is dependent upon two factors, taxes and investment performance. At Key City Capital, we improve investment performance by diversifying capital into off-market investment opportunities in passive rental real estate and alternatives like asset-backed lending. We recover dollars that clients unnecessarily pay in the form of income taxes, creating a lifetime annuity of savings. We are a sponsor of passive, affordable single and multifamily residential rental investments, which are located in Sunbelt landlord-friendly states. These investments are the top choices in a rising interest rate and inflationary environment. They represent a store of value protecting your capital from market volatility. Learn how we at Key City Capital can help you ultimately grow your wealth rapidly. Connect with me at keycitycapital.com or give me a call at 817-912-1569. AM 1250, The Answer. AM 1250, The 
TheAnswer.com. Hugh Hewitt. The Hugh Hewitt Show. Hi, it's Hugh Hewitt on the next Hugh Hewitt Show. Bill Bennett is back. He used to host my show, but he is now back in the time spot talking about the newest edition of the Book of Virtue. Plus, Morgan Ortega joins us from Qatar, where she's getting ready for the big game on Saturday. All that and more on the next Hugh Hewitt Show. Hugh Hewitt, tomorrow morning at 6, right before Mike Gallagher at 9, on AM 1250. The answer. What I know about courage, I learned from my adoptive mom. She said sometimes you just gotta hold on and know we'll get through this. Mom, we are so high up. Hold my hand. (laughs) No, you hold my hand. Here we go. Learn about adopting a teen from foster care. You can't imagine the reward. Visit AdoptUSKids.org to find out more. This message is brought to you by Adopt US Kids, the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, and the Ad Council. I'm Scott from the History Unplugged podcast. History can be a bit of a tongue twister with its weird-sounding names of people, places, and things, but it really isn't that confusing. History is the story of who we are and how we comport ourselves while soaring to victory in battles over forts, seaports, and cities that fortunately thwarted the schemes of villains and their blood sports, like the 1415 Battle of Agincourt. It's about legal battles in courts, about the contortion of torts over the retorts of consorts that turned into kangaroo courts. I exhort you to listen to History Unplugged on the podcast player of your choice, and you can listen to it while wearing shirts, shorts, skirts, skorts, or jean shorts. At the United States Postal Service, we're here to deliver fast and reliable service to help you get holiday ready. We offer free package pickup and deliver free shipping supplies to your address. So whether you're in Garland, Texas, Rudolph, Wisconsin, or anywhere in between, we're making it easier for you to spread festive cheer this holiday season. USPS, delivering for America. For all your holiday needs, including info about free shipping supplies, free package pickup availability and restrictions, go to usps.com slash holidays. AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The answer. WPGP Pittsburgh. W223CS Pittsburgh. A division of Salem Media Group. Listen on the answer mobile app, smart speakers, tune in, iHeart or Odyssey. Stuck in traffic? We've got the answer. Finishing out our afternoon and getting into the evening with delays. Inbound at 28, looking pretty solid between Gamma Drive and Highland Park Bridge. Close to an extra 20 minutes there. On Parkway East, heavy outbound. Boulevard of the Allies up to the Squirrel Hill Tunnel. Inbound minor delays into the tunnel and County Jail to the Fort Pitt Bridge. Parkway West outbound stacking up. At least an extra five or six minutes. Banksville Road up to Carnegie. That's a look at traffic. I'm Jenny Robinson. AM 1250, The Answer. Weather. Mainly clear skies expected for tonight. We'll see a nighttime low of 22. Times of clouds and sun tomorrow. Tomorrow's high 51. Cloudy skies tomorrow night becoming breezy late with a shower. Tomorrow night's low 46. Couple of morning showers Saturday. Otherwise, it'll be cloudy, windy, and mild. High 54, but temperatures falling to the lower 40s. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm forecaster Drew Shannon. The John Steigerwall Show. AM 1250, The Answer. Well, uh, I was supposed to have a guest. Actually, it was supposed to be in the last uh, segment, and uh, we went with uh, Adam and Jeffsky instead there. But um, uh, I was supposed to have uh, Sean Kiefer uh, on and uh, Don Kiefer on, and she's the uh, she's heading a new group called the Freedom Caucus in Pennsylvania, uh, and she was supposed to call in and did not. So it ain't my fault. Don't be blaming me over here. Anyway, uh, that gives me a chance to talk about a couple other things here. I, I um, every once in a while I like to work in some sports, and when I when I do, and when I get a chance, um, I try not to do a whole lot of X's and O's talk about you know who should be on the third line for the Penguins, and you know who should be playing, even playing quarterback for the Steelers or any of that stuff. And sometimes I I throw some of that in there, but uh, I I tend to focus more on the cultural stuff and the important stuff and. So I came across this uh, at City Journal. I, I was I actually thought about uh, calling Stephen Malanga to be on the show, but I had already uh, booked. I thought, um, and so I didn't call him. But um, he wrote this piece for City Journal, and it's called "The Empty Playground." Uh, and he, he talks here about the World Cup uh, generating a fair amount of social commentary uh, about uh, the debate on the human rights record of. Uh, by the way, I'm, I'm, I've, uh, it's now Qatar again. It was Qatar for a long time. Now I'm being told it's Qatar. So whatever it is, that country over there where they shouldn't be having the World Cup is uh, over there. You know, whether it's um, because of its human rights record, it should even be played there. But he gets into uh, talk here about other issues. 
uh, and he's talking about and not talking about whether soccer uh, can ever Americans can ever compete in soccer internationally the way they should or could. And um, he he says that's that's another issue. But the main issue he says is he says he writes the problem with much of this talk is that it masks deeper issues that can't be solved simply by building more fields and sponsoring more teams. Youth participation in every sport is declining in urban neighborhoods. Even basketball is increasingly middle class and upper class in nature. Unsettling changes in inner city communities, including the breakup of families and absence of fathers and the failures of institutions like urban public schools, underlie the problem. This is what I mean when I say uh, I, I can talk about sports, but it's about this is about so much more than sports. And we're talking about kids without fathers, bad city schools, things that we do talk about here. And what I, what I found interesting in this piece was that um, LeBron James a few years ago said that uh, he doesn't he doesn't belong in the NBA, and mean, not meaning that he didn't belong there in terms of his basketball talent. Obviously, that's not the issue. But he says he's not supposed. To, he said I'm not even supposed to be here. And um, as he he said, he came from a, a poor family, a sing, raised by a single mother. Um, and he thought that, uh, and people thought he was nuts for saying that because probably because people uh, were doing some stereotyping, thinking, "Well, wait a minute, the, most of the NBA players are black, and they come from broken homes, and, and you know it's it's not unusual that they make it to the NBA." But it turns out a guy named uh, from Harvard named Seth Stevens Davidowitz, he did some, uh, he ran some numbers. It says here, and he found that James was right. This guy, according to this guy, players in the NBA were now more likely to have grown up in middle- or upper-income neighborhoods, uh, those in the top 40% of incomes, than in low-income urban neighborhoods. And after extensive study of players' family backgrounds, the economists also determined that NBA athletes were far less likely to have been raised like James in a family headed by an unwed mother. Instead, they were twice as likely as the average black kid to grow up in a two-parent household. I don't know about you, but that uh, you know, it's not something I've spent any time studying. But just uh, I'm making the assumption uh, again, uh, uh, a case of doing some. Uh, stere- I'm not going to call it racist because that's not what it is, but it's, it's stereotyping and maybe just making assumptions uh, that shouldn't be made. Um, but I would not have thought that again twice as likely as the average black child to grow up in a two-parent household. So the NBA. Players are the products of uh, of solid families more often than not, um, and uh, he goes on to write: football teams, even at larger urban schools, are shrinking in size because of a lack of players. He says uh, community participation is down too. Friday night lights, the name given to Friday evening football games across America, don't get much inner city attention. You can bet on that here. I'm pretty sure that the city league here in Pittsburgh still plays in the afternoon. They don't even play night games. They may some of them do, and maybe some of the games are played at night. But if I'm not mistaken, they're still playing games in the afternoon. Uh, and um, he says, you know, a city league game. There's very few people in the stands, and this is true here in Western PA. Uh, but if you go to a suburban community just a few miles away, one sees quote pageantry, student bands, student sections, glitz and glam. That's what you see at uh, the Mount Lebanon Upper St. Clair game or the. North Hills, North Allegheny game. Uh, and so I think this guy's making a good point, but he's talking about the future of sports is more, I, I guess, affected by family life and just culture in general than it is uh, even by um, uh, uh, income and kids playing video games and all the things we talk about all the time. But he says here, the sour note in all this is that a profound is that profound changes in the family and consequently in neighborhoods, will make success much more elusive for children not lucky enough to get the intensive help that they need, meaning uh, uh, maybe going to a Catholic school, a charter school, getting out of uh, the bad city schools. Uh, The obstacle expresses itself not just in declining test scores or graduation rates, but in data showing that low-income kids, this is unbelievable to me, Low-income kids are half as likely to participate in sports these days as those from families solidly in the middle class. Uh, and, and he writes that COVID lockdowns only worsened the problem. 
The issue is not just about finding the next LeBron James. Sports participation brings widespread benefits to children, from teaching discipline to improving resilience in facing the stresses of life, building fields and creating leagues in the inner city, something that U.S. soccer, the NBA, the major, and Major League Baseball have all tried, is one thing. Rebuilding families and, com- and communities is something else entirely. Uh, I've always had a theory, not <clears throat> uh, not one that I've uh, re- done a lot of research on. It's kind of an off-the-top-of-my-head observation. That, that I think that you know, there's a lot of talk about why there are so few um, black American American black kids in um, in Major League Baseball. The percentages are way down from 30 years, 40 years ago, uh, and I think so much of it comes uh, down to what this guy Steve Malanga at City Journal is talking about. You know, to play baseball, it takes you. You have to have you. Can, you can go play basketball. You can grab. A, you can get three or four. You can get two other, three other guys. You got a two-on-two basketball game. You need a court and a ball. Uh, to play baseball, you need a bunch of kids. You need gloves. You need bats. You need baseballs. And you you kind of need somebody to teach you how to play baseball. And, you know, my dad was the first guy that I played catch with. And um, all my buddies growing up, you know, they you'd look out in the backyard and they'd be out there playing catch with their dad or out in the street. Um, and, and if you don't have a, a father in the home, then I think it's a lot easier to go play basketball than it is to learn how to play baseball. And that may be oversimplifying it, and maybe I'm all dead wrong on it, but it's just a theory I've had over the over the past, I don't know how many years, uh, as to why there hasn't been more, um, that the, the black kids are not playing baseball the way they used to. Um, and it, this, this piece by Stephen Malanga at cityjournal.org, he kind of touches on it here, but I, I'm just shocked about that, uh, the, the stat he gave on the uh, on NBA basketball and um, the number of kids who come from um, two-parent homes, you're more likely to be from a two-parent home playing NBA basketball than not. Uh, I don't know if that would I don't know if that would hold true in uh, college football. I don't know, but um, you know you got to get into college first, and you have to have the grades theoretically. Uh, and so I don't know if the same formula comes into play that he described there about the single-family homes and all that stuff. But um, so when people talk about what's happening in sports and why kids aren't playing anymore, the first thing they will look at these days is, oh, they're all in there playing video games. They're not, they don't want to get off the couch, go outside and play. They're in there down the basement playing on the couch. With the, you know, that's, I'm sure, true in many cases, but there's more to it than that. And uh, and while I'm on the subject of sports, as long as I'm talking about, especially uh, college sports, I guess here, the, uh, the college football playoff has now been expanded to 12 teams as of today, officially. Um, and the college football playoff committee announced that the playoff structure would expand to 12 teams. Uh, and the committee initially hoped for a goal of 2026, 20, but wanted to move to the new format earlier. So now it's official. The College Football Playoff Committee announced move to a 12-team playoff structure starting with the 2024-25 season. Now, two things about that. First of all, it's uh, it's been four teams up to this point, and it's a it's a mythical national championship because the teams that end up getting in the, to the final four, many of them, uh, maybe and maybe in many cases since they've been doing this, uh, the teams. Um, they deserve to be there based on the record, who they beat, and blah blah blah. But it's it's been it's been based on voting, not necessarily the final vote that gets the final four in there, but voting on who gets ranked where all during the season and how you end up as the fourth best team instead of the fifth. It's it's a joke uh, for anybody who has is uh, knows anything about what a championship is supposed to be. I don't think any championship in a team sport. Um, I guess you know you can throw boxing or something there, or sw- uh, diving. You know, you have, to, you have a judge who's subjectively deciding who gets the win and uh, lose based on their score that they give somebody. But I'm talking about a team sport. If you've got a team sport and someone like me, and I was asked to be on the AP um, 
the, uh, uh, the, the vote for the AP top uh, 20 team many, many years ago, and I, I said no. It's, I think it's stupid. But um, So if you're voting on it, it's stupid, and it stinks, and it's not a real championship. So I don't care if they go to 64 teams. You're going to have a better chance of maybe um, the champion uh, – of, of looking at that champion as a real champion in your own mind – but it doesn't make that that champion a real champion because it's still based on voting. If if somebody is voting and that determines who gets into the top sixty four and who doesn't, then it stinks. So I don't care how they're going to get to these twelve, um, but uh, it's going to it's going to really change college football. And college football is not college football anymore anyway. They're paying the kids. They're uh, they're kids going there for this goes back thirty years. Kids going back there, taking uh, going going to college, taking bogus courses, getting paid to go there, not going to class, uh, and as less as has had less and less to do. College football has had less and less to do with college uh, every year for the last I don't know how many years. Put a number on thirty or forty, and it now has almost nothing to do with college. It's still football, and it still has a a college's name on it. It's Michigan playing against Ohio State. But it's not what it used to be. It's not real college students. Um, and, uh, and there are, obviously, there are some, but there are, it's way too many uh, kids who are there simply for the purpose of playing football. Many of them think that they're going to, uh, they're on their way to the NFL, which they're not. Uh, it's like a two percent chance of going to the NFL. So they're exploiting the kids. The kids are taking bogus courses. They're they're leaving college with a, uh, either a worthless degree or no degree. Um, so this whole thing. This is great uh, for people who like the sport of college football. Hey, it's fun to watch, but it has nothing to do with college, okay? So the first round of the playoff in 2024 will feature matchups between all but the top four seeds at number 12, at number 5, 11, 6, 10, 7, 9, and 8. See, they're numbers, and they're based on somebody voting. And I'm sorry, you can can make it 12, 16, 24, whatever you want to do. It's still mythical. I'll be right back. Jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way. Uh, Nick, what are you doing? Well, Adam, Thanksgiving is over, so it's officially time for the holidays. And it's time for our Legacy Box Cyber Monday sale, which means you can save up to 65% when you digitize your home movies and pictures. What an incredible reason to join the millions of people who've entrusted Legacy Box to safeguard their recorded memories. Plus, Legacy Box is the best gift for you or a family member. It's what Better Homes and Gardens called the most sentimental gift to make this holiday season special. And what Reader's Digest called a genius product. That's because Legacy Box is simple and safe. Just fill and send, and you'll get your new digital copies of your treasured tapes, film reels, and photos. So turn on the Christmas music and make sure to visit LegacyBox.com and shop our Cyber Monday sale to take an unreal 65% off. Our Cyber Monday sale is going on now at LegacyBox.com slash LBOX. That's LegacyBox.com to take 65% off. Visit LegacyBox.com slash LBOX. My dog was scratching and shedding like crazy around the house. When I heard about Dynavite Nutritional Supplement, I thought, why not? Couldn't hurt. We literally tried everything else. Our dog quickly took to it, and after a couple of weeks of adding Dynavite to his food, we noticed a big difference. Our little gizmo's coat was shinier, and he almost completely stopped shedding and itching. I can't wait to see how well it helps him with his allergies as the seasons change and he's in the yard more. I'm so glad I tried Dynavite. My dog smelled so bad and scratched herself constantly. We bathed, sprayed, and bathed her again, but no results. And then I heard about Dynavite supplements for gut health, and all of the reviews sounded just like my Bella. After just two weeks, she had major improvements with the smell, and no more scratching or dragging her stomach across the carpet. And her coat is more beautiful than ever. Happier, healthier with every bite. Over a million pets helped with Dynavite. Attention, this is a special alert for all Americans who own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles with an overpriced auto warranty or no warranty coverage at all. Due to the increase of new and used car prices, repair costs, and the price of gas, people are keeping their cars longer than ever, which is why CarShield is announcing a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan to save any driver out-of-pocket expenses on covered auto repairs. Call now to find out how you can save thousands for covered auto repairs. Yes, you heard that correctly. You could save thousands on future auto repairs. Our specialists are standing by for all drivers to call for a free quick quote. 
Call 800-518-1985. Vehicle protection plan pricing is at an all-time low. Plus, drivers who purchase this coverage today will receive rental car options, free roadside assistance, and free towing. Call 800-518-1985 now for your free quick quote. That's 800-518-1985. What do you have to lose? Call 800-518-1985. Again, 800-518-1985. Charlie Dombeck here from Key City Capital. As a practicing CPA for nearly 30 years, I have found that 80% of your ability to grow your wealth is dependent upon two factors, taxes and investment performance. At Key City Capital, we improve investment performance by diversifying capital into off-market investment opportunities in passive rental real estate and alternatives like asset-backed lending. We recover dollars that clients unnecessarily pay in the form of income taxes, creating a lifetime annuity of savings. We are a sponsor of passive, affordable, single and multifamily residential rental investments, which are located in Sunbelt landlord-friendly states. These investments are the top choices in a rising interest rate and inflationary environment. They represent a store of value protecting your capital from market volatility. Learn how we at Key City Capital can help you ultimately grow your wealth rapidly. Connect with me at keycitycapital.com or give me a call at 817-912-1569. This is the John Walt Show on AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The Answer. Well, you've heard a lot of talk here the last couple of days about the uh, the railroad strike. And uh, Joe Biden apparently has uh, done something to stop it from happening. I don't have a lot of details here, uh, except that it's about sick days. And uh, the way I look at things like this is I don't know, I don't know why the government should have anything to say about what uh, the railroad people who work on the railroad do. Um, and if they want to strike, they should be allowed to strike. Uh, a strike is a um, it's a it's a it's a way of negotiating. It's the threat of a strike helps people get what they want. And if you want to strike and you want to walk out, then you do it. And if the uh, company is willing to see the work stoppage uh, because they don't want to pay, then then they can let you strike. But then eventually you'll come to an agreement. It all, you, there, there always is a, a solution. So anyway, <clears throat> and that's what will happen here. Uh, and I don't understand how anybody thinks that a politician would know anything about how many sick days somebody working on the railroad should get. But it reminded me of my days on the railroad. I will have you know, I don't know if I've ever mentioned it here before, that I worked on the railroad. Uh, for the P&LE Railroad in McKees Rocks in the summer of 1968. Boy, am I old. It was in, I was in college, and I was a Gandhi dancer. Do you know what a Gandhi dancer is? We pulled out the spikes that were in there for 50 years and then lifted the rails with these thongs, uh, tongs, I guess they were, and then yanked out the, pot, the, the, uh, the uh, ties. I did that for a summer. Nobody has ever had a harder job than that anywhere. I'm talking about physical labor, and I did that. So those guys work hard. If those are the people wanting to go on strike, go on strike, baby. But it may be the other guys, too. Who knows who's going on strike? But if it's those guys, they deserve a lot of money. The John Steckerwald Show is a production of Salem Media Group and sponsored by Service Master of Greater Pittsburgh. Demand the Yellow Van. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.